A very good evening to all our viewers who have just joined us at Kopi Advance. This is Vance, your host for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us at Kopi Advance as usual. Before we start our show or anything that's going to get started, it's always a very nice, warm coffee with Kopi Advance. Cheers. All right, so I'm sure my guest speaker will also have a coffee standby, but I'm not too sure because she's um, a person who's very uh, focused on health and she talks about, you know, managing it in a very various part of the segment of what she does as a professional. But we will come back to that. Um, thank you again. Like I said, it's been my pleasure for joining uh, our viewers at Kopi Events. And today's topic that we are going to talk about is, of course, it's let's talk about food and understand about how importance and nutrition plays in our vital role in our health, right? And um, if you have noticed, uh, if you are following me very closely uh, in my Insta or my Facebook, I always talk about burning kilocalories. We are talking about taking in foods in terms of high calories. Uh, but if everything is in moderation, I think you should be able to join in. I mean, coming from the fitness aspect for more than 22 years as a coach, we always believe that food have to be balanced, food have to be enjoyed. But of course, when it comes to a lot of variations and varieties in terms of health, it's very important. But having said that, you should not be abusing the system. Or in the other hand, you actually go on a serious kind of diet without head and without tail. And that can actually lead to a lot of malnutrition. And of course, the expert is going to come on board. She's going to tell us a lot more stuff about food, which is not just in the number of calories or in the number of uh, vitamins or minerals, but we're going to go a little bit more deeper into that. But, you know, we all know that, you know, carbohydrates are very important. We need to have proteins, uh, even vitamins as well. But, you know, a food is something that provides nutrition. And a lot of times, nutrition are substances that provide energy, all right? That's what we need in terms of calories, but for an activity or for growth and for all our functions in the body. So you're, imagine your body is just like a battery, right? And you need to have that amount of body to be charged. And that comes from the food. Of course, you need your rest, you need your water, such as breathing and digesting food and keeping warm materials, especially these type of cold weathers, right? Imagine if you don't have that kind of energy, if your body doesn't producing heat, where does the energy come from? Of course, from the food that we eat, all right? And, and also to be talking about keeping the immune system healthy, all right? And I'm, I'm going to bring in my speaker up and she's going to tell a little bit more or rather more detail into that, all right? So let me invite my speaker up on board. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Vince. How are you? I am good. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. And thanks for having me on the show. And uh, thanks to all the viewers and supporters who are online with us tonight. Like I said, uh, before you join us in the Kopi events, you must have your coffee with you. But are you going to have coffee today? Unfortunately, I have only plain water with me. That shows uh, how strict you are. Okay, uh, Sarah, you want to do a quick uh, introduction about yourself? I know you play a very important role in Mount Alvernia. And of course, it would be best if you can just do your introduction yourself. Yeah, please. All right. Thanks, Ben. So um, actually, uh, besides myself, uh, I also work with a very fantastic team of dietitians in the hospital. So I wanted to share uh, a little bit about what we do, right? If you okay. don't mind. Sure. Do you want to show us some slides now? Yes, Ben. Okay. Right. Okay. So here we have my team. So there okay. are about nine 
of us and uh, we only have one male dietitian with us. Okay, so that's, is he the thorn or is he the rose? Uh, well, I will leave that for the viewers to decide. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, so we see like um the outpatient cases. We see um diabetes cases. Uh, majority of our cases are actually gestational diabetes. Uh, that okay. means um right uh diabetes when you're pregnant. And uh, besides mm -hmm. that, we also have uh, our inpatient cases, right? Okay. And uh, you know. Um, by the time like someone comes to see us in the hospital, um, many a time they are like very ill, right? Sometimes they can't even eat orally. They may need a tube feeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are the kinds of cases that we are seeing. Okay, but I got to say something. Uh, Sarah comes with tons of experiences. Uh, she's currently with Mount Alvania. She's the head nutrition and dietic department from Mount Alvania Hospital. So give her a round of applause, viewers. Come on. So that was a very Thank official you. welcoming you on board, uh, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Uh, all right. I, I do see all the girls are uh, having some kind of patch and showing very proudly. Uh, of course, uh, I'm sure you, we are going to talk about that later as well. But maybe if you can just tell us briefly what is that so the viewers will just stand by till, I mean, wait till the, the later part of the show. Yes. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And very interestingly enough, these are actually... Um, blood sugar monitoring sensors mm -hmm. and we did a little uh, experiment in the department where we monitored our blood sugar levels and um, we also tried uh, the keto diet so very interesting because um, we were we were instigated by a doctor so the doctor who usually refers cases to us he was like you have to try the keto diet you know which everyone is raving about so mm -hmm. Um, yeah, a little, a little on. I'll share with you uh, what we did and uh, how successful, or rather, uh, how unsuccessful I was at maintaining the keto diet, Ben. Okay, let's talk about that later, right? If not, I can show you yes. uh, more calorie stuff contain food. I'm not sure if you have seen the latest post on the uh, high calorie, <laughs> high calorie. Are you food talking? About, are you talking about your carrot cake photo or the chicken rice one? Yes. Yes, yes, that's right. And uh, with a lot of uh, other calorie food that we talk about. But of course, uh, we are going to have a great um, a discussion later in terms of deficit and deposit in terms of calories, in terms of nutrition. But uh, I think right now, um, Sarah has some uh, couple of slides to show us. So Sarah, uh, we can go on to the next slide. Yes, so right, I wanted to share with the viewers um, you know, a little bit about the keto diet because you know, since everyone's talking about it recently, and, uh, you know, the real keto diet, the, the carbohydrate content is actually very low. And if you can see from the slide here, right, it ranges between 5 to 10% of the total calories. Vans. And then uh, it is also like not very high protein, as you can see, about the maximum of 25% uh, of calories coming from protein. And the majority of the calories is actually from fat. Right? So, um. When you go online to check about, you know, this keto diet, you find that there are like the two different types, right? So you have the unhealthy version, I think, which you may be familiar with. So you have a picture of the bacon and the eggs there, mm -hmm. right? And you, you, of course, have the healthier version. 
And on the, the next picture, you see um, that's actually, actually zucchini noodles with okay. uh, some, yeah, some prawns, so grilled prawns. So mm -hmm. um, basically what the keto diet, right, it could go either the healthy way or the unhealthy way. And depending where you are at, you know, in your life right now. So for example, if you're young and you're healthy, you know, you may want to go for, you may be prone to um, or be tempted to go for those unhealthy diet, right? And uh, as you can see, right, I've given you an example of what 5 to 10% of carbohydrates is. So for the okay. whole day, right, there's only like um, two slices of bread vans, like okay. for the entire day, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's about eight and a half tablespoons of oil and uh, a total of about 300 grams of chicken breast. Okay. Okay. But so, uh, yeah. Sarah, I'm just going to ask you, uh, sorry, going to pause you here for a while. Um, you know, in the most of the uh, people who are exercising or even for general population, right? Um, of course, carbohydrates, it's, of course, it's very essential. Um, but there's also another uh, bigger group of people, you know, saying that I'm trying to avoid carbs as, as much as possible because they do not want to have weight gain. But of course, we are talking of the both uh, balancing on the each side. One is, of course, to gain weight or to lose weight. But the other part is, of course, to eat healthier. So in, in a very uh, expertise of your area, um, is carbohydrates are very essential for everyone or we should stay away from carbohydrates? All right, I think carbohydrates have been tainted the bad guys basically because many of us have been over consuming the carbs. So, uh, but carbs are actually essential to our body in terms of the energy provision. And not only that, it's our preferred, our brain's preferred uh, food fuel source. So, uh, really, right, um, you know, it is not wise to eliminate carbohydrates totally from your diet. I think the best thing to do, Vance, is really to yeah. be familiar with, you know, what your um, your metabolism is like, like how many calories you, you are allowed in a day. And then, you know, trying to find out what portion of carbohydrates is right for you. So basically, it's all about uh, individualizing your diet okay. and then knowing uh, your you you still need to have your carbohydrates and knowing the right portions to take. Okay, thank you for that, Sarah. I mean, we will discuss more about that later. Um, of course, we are mentioning about the protein, the fat, and also the carbohydrates. Um, of course, this all contains calories. Um, so, of course, we are moving into more into a little question right now. Um, when you talk about calories, um, if someone eats more than what they should burn or what they should not have. Of course, it's considered a weight gain. But um, in your area, but of course, you look at, you know, as a, as a dietitian, is it something that very essential that one should stay or within their limits or can they reduce by 400 or 500 calorie lesser by their PMR? Is that is that visible? Because that's what a lot of viewers were thinking also. Viewers, what do you think, viewers? If you have certain questions, you can always ask us or type in the comment box. But while Sarah takes her time to explain this. <laughs> well, Vince, I think you're asking about weight loss, right? Yes, So, right. of time, I mean, generally speaking, we're saying that you need to have a deficit of about 500 calories, you know, to lose um, for healthy weight loss, you know, the, and that will give you about 500 to grams to one kilo weight loss a week. 
Okay, but you know what I'm suggesting is that you really think about uh, your diet and what you like and what you don't like. Um, and then you add those foods into your food plan, you know, rather than completely trying to eliminate uh, certain food groups which may be important in our diet. For example, right, if you eliminate carbs, carbs are actually a very good source of uh, B vitamins, right? A lot of our carbs carry uh, dietary fiber, vitamins and minerals. You know, for example, even fruits are a form of carbohydrate. So if you're going to eliminate that, so just imagine, you know, um, the you, that could probably result in nutrition deficiencies. Okay, gotcha. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for that. Uh, we still have some um, some more slides to come by. So maybe Sarah yes. Okay. So going so going back to the story about um, you know how we tried to adopt a keto diet, right? So yeah, and uh, basically the pictures here of pizza are taken courtesy of one of my cousins. So who okay. she tried the keto diet and that the crust is actually like almond flour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, very interesting. And uh, then some of the things that you can replace that like your carbohydrates would be like shirataki noodles, which are very mm -hmm. like most negligible amount of calories. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, but... For me, when I tried the keto diet, right, because I'm a very big carb lover, so the people who okay. know me that, you know, I love my rice and I love mm -hmm. my bits, right? Okay. So I actually, I actually failed quite miserably in, the, in following this diet. Okay. Yeah. So, but it was a good, it was a good experiment. So at least I know that, okay, these are, these are the things that you need to do in order to, you know, uh, come up with a keto plan. Right. But um, again, I think it's all about customizing the meal plan to best suit your own needs. Right. Um, okay. You know, many of us try to follow like celebrity diets or fat diets. And uh, basically, it may not work. Right. Or it can, it works for only a short period of time. And, uh, you know, and then your weight just, rebounds back and sometimes right it could even come back more than when you first started your weight loss journey right and then this is so mm -hmm. frustrating for so many people where and they totally give up uh you know all weight loss attempts Understand. i don't know whether you had that experience vance okay no because um you know um like well like, like i like the way you mention it because when you put yourself into certain experiment um, because I know as a dietitian, with that amount of um, responsibility that you have, of course, it's more uh, stricter. But in the in the fitness aspect, um, we do see a lot of cases as well as myself, uh, even my fellow trainers and coaches around uh, island-wide, um, that a lot of people want to lose weight instantly, quickly. Uh, but my, my, my advice to them is, you know, always follow the pros' uh, advisors, right? You know, there's always people there, oh, go on this diet, don't take rice, don't take this, don't take that, you know. Um, some things that you know you you need to understand of the human body before you can actually diagnose or even advise, because these are the things that you know malnutrition can lead to something else, right? Um, if someone who's not having enough calcium, you should know that what will happen. And someone who doesn't have uh, enough sugar, for example, for the body or the glycogen, they even can fall into hypoglycemia or the hyperglycemia, and and even feel fell into or can 
fall into diabetic coma. So when someone's talking about diet, I think it's always very important that we must have a well-balanced um, nutrition. I'm sure, Sarah, as a dietitian, you will agree to that as well. Uh, definitely, Vance. And, you know, uh, I think it's important to practice moderation. I think the, the most important thing is we have like a balanced meal. That means when we say balanced, means you have foods from all the food groups, right? Like your rice and alternatives, your meat and alternatives, your fruits and your vegetables. And then give yourself an allowance for your favorite foods as well. So I think this is a sustainable plan rather than completely trying to eliminate some food groups or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, your, your, your favorite foods. And in fact, right, Vance, there's some research to show that when you okay. lose weight, your um your energy expenditure actually reduces, right? Because you know when you lose weight, you your calories go down. But something very interesting happens. Your appetite actually increases That's instead right. of decreasing. So um I'm not sure whether you've noticed that when you try to lose weight, and then sometimes you get this like massive craving, like I need to eat something like, you know, like I saw like, you know, in one of the shows, you were actually eating a lot of potato chips during the segment. So it's like, you know, suddenly cravings happen when you start to lose weight. Yeah. And it's, it's actually your body, um, it's a normal process where your appetite increases. And many okay. a times we think that, you know, that, oh, uh, you know, what's happening to me? Like, uh, or maybe it's that, you know, I need to like stop for a while. Uh, stop my diet for a while. But the important thing is to be like persistent at it, you know, and then uh, to adopt a healthy lifestyle rather than to go for like, you know, short-term, uh, look at short-term weight loss goals. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting topic today because after the PowerPoint slides, we, we have a lots of questions that came in from our viewers. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, Shalina is here and as well as Ramesh. Thank you so much for all the viewers who are coming in. And we also have Selva also. Uh, so a lot of questions are coming in. So keep them rolling in, coming in, and uh, we will attend to them as soon as Sarah has finished up her slides. But Sarah, a very interesting thing that you brought up, that you talked about uh, measurements on the calories. We talked about understanding of the how balanced, how well-balanced food that we're going to eat. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, you want to go to the next slide first? Okay. Yes. All right. So just like um, to complete the keto diet, basically not everyone is not good for everyone, right? So if you have type 1 diabetes, you know, if you recently had a heart attack or a stroke, right, and you have a liver, some sort of liver disease or renal or kidney disease, uh, or if you're even uh, pregnant, trying to get uh, pregnant, or if you have like, uh, you know, psychological issues, like uh, you feel very sad or you're prone to emotional eating. So these are some, uh, you know, things that you might not want to take up the keto diet and instead go for like a healthy eating plan. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And um, we, um, so now we're going to the next slide. Right. So, um, we also wanted to talk a, a little bit about uh, pre-diabetes and then or okay. how we can prevent diabetes. And uh, one, one of the important uh, ways to do that is to lose weight vans. And when, okay. when I say 
say uh, losing weight, we're not talking about you going back to your ideal BMI. You know, because I've seen uh, cases that come into the clinic, right? And they, they probably weigh over 100 kilograms. And then they, you know, they're so despondent when they tell me like, you know, uh, my doctor said I need to be healthy BMI. And right now I'm actually obese. So, so they have this impression that from 100 kilograms, they're supposed to get back to, uh, you know, a healthy BMI. I just want to share with the viewers that actually that is a myth, right? We are, and the evidence actually tells us that you only need to lose between 5 to 10% of your current body weight and you will already start to see um, health benefits. Agree. Agree. Yeah, so, so that means, right, if you're 100 kilograms, you only need to lose 5 kilograms, you know, for a start, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can see your blood pressure improving, your cholesterol levels improving, and even your blood sugar levels, right? Okay. So these are some things that, you know, I would advise the viewers or people who are concerned about weight loss to look at. Besides just looking at the scales, vents, you know, there yeah. are other things that we can look at to, to keep yourself motivated. Sarah, also when we talk about this, um, earlier on you talk about how this two-hour Palsma glucose level is all about. But I'm sure there's also HbA1c. is a measurement of how well controlled your blood sugar is over a period of three months. And I think a lot of us, I think, should do this test to find out how badly we abuse the body over the past three months. Um, so is, is, is it um, necessary for all people to do a, a Hb? Uh, hemoglobin test that everybody does that or do you think that it's only for those who are above a certain age because i know hemoglobin a1c is very crucial if you want to know what is your status right now for the past three months so usually um the doctors will check uh, hba1c if you have diabetes and then basically gives them like um, a snapshot of your blood sugar control over the past three months bands yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you've been binging out, uh, you know, for the past three months, we, we can okay. tell. Okay. And, uh, you know, sometimes some of my patients are very cute. So when they come to us, their fasting blood sugar or their random blood sugar is like very good. But when you look mm -hmm. at the B1C, it's like, oops, it's like really high. So then you know that they haven't been following a meal plan or they haven't been doing their exercise. Right. Uh. Yeah, previously. All right, Shara. Thank you so much for that content so we are going to go to the next slide i'm sure right so basically uh vance this picture shows you um the patch the results from wearing that patch the freestyle mm -hmm. patch which you in the first picture you saw like the team we were using that round sensor right yes right. so um, yeah i the good thing about this is like you don't need to prick yourself okay so the sensor is there for 14 days and for 14 days, we're able to tell, um, you know, what's your blood sugar uh, throughout the day, right? Um, and you can also record uh, what you've eaten and then uh, it corresponds to that blood sugar level. So for example, here, so one of our patients, um, they had like bihun and black coffee and then you see like, um, this, this was her lunch. Then you see that it's going up. At two o'clock, she ate, and then at four o'clock, two hours later, it's the peak is seven point four, right. and uh, yeah, and then you see at night towards the night, she had like some wonton noodles, and then she had avocado, two packs of whiskey, and a bowl of nuts. So you know, it's so good because you get to uh, note down all that you're eating, okay. and uh, 
it tells you your blood sugar levels and you can you can share this with your dietitian or your doctor right okay so um you know this is very very uh, personalized because right uh vans i can tell you that when when two of us are having the same meal but mm -hmm. our bodies can respond very differently right so for example if i would eat the wonton noodles my blood sugar level may be very good but it might not be the same response as yours right so um and we can from here we can tell that whether you can have that food or not rather than uh going to see a dietitian or a doctor and a doctor just telling you blanket no don't eat this don't eat that right here you have like a monitor and then your own results telling you that hey actually right i can have that wonton noodle or i can have that peanut cookie because you know what uh, this is how my body responds to it and my blood sugar levels are within uh within the limits you know gotcha gotcha so it's yeah. more like a indication so, sorry vance so it's more like an indication for one to understand where they are and what kind of food they can enjoy yes yeah, so you know this um exercise was so enlightening uh for us because um you know really i, I realized that hey actually i can get away with eating a lot of carbohydrates right okay. all right me, but you know my other colleague uh she couldn't get away with eating a lot of carbohydrates right so she okay. had to be more careful with what she was eating okay, okay? yeah and but so I just got to pause you here for a while because yeah. uh, like, like like a dietitian yourself, I mean, you love carbs, right? I mean, all human beings love carbohydrates. Um, I can't figure out someone who don't love carbohydrates, right? Uh, no one can be an angel when it comes to a food, right? Or somewhere you talk about devil. But what I'm trying to say here is, um, even as I, as a coach, uh, when we talk about food, it always seems like, oh, if you're a coach, you shouldn't be eating this. If you're a coach, you shouldn't be doing that. But no, everybody is entitled to eat whatever they like. But what we are talking here about is the content. If it's too much salty, then of course another problem is going to come in. If it's too much sugar, then of course another problem is going to come in. So whatever that we do right now, uh, the results tend to show in the next one or two decades. So that's a little scarier because we can't abuse our system. If you're going to abuse your system in the first 30 years of your life, then the 40 and the 50 years as it comes by as you as we grow wiser you tend to have a lot of issues coming in um, yes so, so you know um yeah you're right you're right vans and you know you can have your favorite foods but what we are saying is that you know um we can practice the 80 20 rule where the majority of the time you try to eat healthily and then 20 percent of the time you know you can have your favorite foods all right, totally. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for that. Um, shall we move on to the next slide? Yeah. So yeah. So I wanted to show um, our viewers. This is what um, one of our colleagues, what her blood sugar looks like when before she tried the keto diet, right? And then she was having like um, her usual, her breakfast, and then her lunch. So we were very surprised that on one on that lunch, right, when mm. she had a bihun soup. And her blood sugar level was, it really went like quite high. So, and and she insisted that there was no milk in the bihun soup. And uh, she didn't have this much of the soup. So we were like, think, so that really goes to, to, to show you that, 
you know, even when you go to a food stall, you may think that it's healthy, right? But it may not be. It may They may have put sugar, right, in it to make it taste good. And then you, you will only know when you test your blood sugars, fans. So that was a very interesting uh, finding, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, about a week later when she tried the keto diet, um, by the way, she was more successful at me at keeping this diet. So you see, okay. um, right, her blood sugar level went down, but she, uh, but she was really eating much lesser, right? Yeah. Much, much lesser carbohydrates. No, is, but is, is, the question is, is that really necessary? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we want our blood sugar levels to be in the healthy range. And even when she was having her normal diet, it was in the healthy range, right? And uh, what she wanted was for weight loss. But when she took her weight, right, um, the week one week after trying the keto diet, she okay. actually had slight weight gain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she didn't really achieve the weight loss that um, that keto promises, right? Right. And also, Sarah, um, of course, I I tell this always to whoever that I speak with. One shirt doesn't fit everybody, unless if you're an athlete, right? Um, you know, in a in a sports sector, or whether you're going for certain competitions, or if you're a swimmer or bodybuilder or whatever, then of course, um, they have to go on a serious diet for achieving the kind of results. But for general population, I think it's very important that. That the population or the viewers are listening right now, if you need to understand about your body, I think the best person to look for is either a nutrition or dietitian because they know the stuffs very well. We only know how we can enjoy the food, but you know, in terms of understanding the nutrition is very, very crucial. Um, Sarah, I'd just like to share this if you don't mind. Um, if someone's gonna eat 500 calories extra every day, within a week, they will put on 0.45 kg of weight. That is equivalent to 3,500 calories is 0.45 kg of fat. So if I want to lose half a kg of weight, I need to make sure I burn 3,500 calories. But if we do anything that is too soon and too quickly, then we go into a craving mode. So it's not going to be very sustainable for the next two or three months. And then if you see that individual who have lost 7 kgs, they put on maybe 10 or 11 kg because their appetite grew bigger like what Sarah has mentioned because you tend to have that whole kind of cravings and the love for food just emerging in, in front of you and you can't because that's psychological versus your physical. So you're going to fight with the both. So that's what exactly what Sarah said. Thank you, Sarah, for that. So actually, Vance, I just want to clarify. So the 500 yeah. calories, right, is just like some theory, okay? So okay. it really depends on your, your body type you know, the exercise that you've been doing, uh, you know, your food. So if you're eating well, like you're eating um, like uh, nutrient-dense foods versus your, you know, calorie-dense foods, that means to say like your junk food, your potato chips, you know. But if you're eating like um, fruits, vegetables, so whole grains, now it's, it's different, right? So you yep. don't you have to apply that five hundred calories of deficit, um, you know, every day in order to lose you know that much of weight. Because you know, I think one of the viewers rightfully put it like, I don't even know how to count my calories, right? Yeah, so that's right. you know, instead of counting calories, 
why don't you look at your portion sizes, you know? Uh, I'm suggesting that people start for getting familiar with how, like what's a portion size that uh, is suitable for your body size, you know? And then uh, practice that because that's so much easier. Like, you know, for example, a fistful of rice, right? Okay. So you want to have your rice for your lunch and dinner, then you have a fist full size of rice uh, for each meal. Then you, you can never, uh, you know, exceed your calorie intake. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, of course, it comes with your and then your protein. So a palm size of uh, meat or fish. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, again, a fish size of vegetables. So how many of us actually have like a fish size of vegetables for your meal? Not many, you know? I guess. Yeah. And even myself as a dietitian, I find that so difficult to achieve if you are eating out. Right. If you are at home and you're preparing your food at home, then that's no problem. But when we eat out, you know, and uh, we're also like quite concerned what they put inside the food, right? So, Is there a lot of salt? Is there a lot of sugar? You know, so I think if you, you think about foods as um, in terms of your portion size and trying to achieve that, that might be more helpful than trying to painfully count all the calories, right? But of course, I also have like patients who come to see us and they're so diligent bands they come up with excel spreadsheets you know it's amazing i tell you like they have excel spreadsheets they keep like they have apps and then uh they're so diligent about counting the calories and keeping everything on track so it really depends on your personality type you know and then finding what is is suitable for you right bands understand totally agree with that okay sarah i think uh, we are have more questions coming up so to all the viewers i know uh, the questions are just keep on coming in. Thank you so much for that. We will definitely answer that. But let's, uh, Sarah, finish up another few more slides and then we will jump into the Q&A segment. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit on the uh, discussion about calories and food and kind of stuff. So, Sarah, um, a few more slides for you. Yep. Yes. Okay. So, this is uh, basically what I'm saying about the portion size. Uh, then, so here you see like, um, you know, for ladies, uh, if you... If you are on a 1,200 calorie diet, and uh, this is the amount of rice you can have for your lunch or your dinner, which is like a three-quarter bowl of rice, right? And, uh, you know, if you are a little bit more like someone who is sedentary, then a lady who is sedentary should go for 1,200 calories. But if you are a little bit more active, then you can have a little bit more rice. So it's about one bowl. And for the men, right, all the gentlemen out there, so one, if you're on a 1,008 to 2,000 calorie diet, so this is how much rice you can have. So it's, it's not even a full bowl of rice here. It's three quarters of a medium bowl of rice, right? And mm. I think if you, can, if you can stick within these uh, recommendations, then, you know, um, and also, of course, uh, watching on the gravy, because, you know, that's where a lot of the oil is, right, Vans? Yes, totally. Yeah, and then, you know, just being mindful about your food choices in terms for your proteins and okay. uh, having enough vegetables and fruits. I think uh, most of people would be able to um, maintain their healthy weights. Agree on that. So we're going to move on to the next slide. Yes. So, of course, I cannot um, leave this presentation without showing you this, Vans. Okay. I would not have done my job if I leave without sharing this with you. 
So we are recommending that at least half of the plate, this is basically instead of counting the calories, another way to look at it is, uh, you know, half your plate should be filled with vegetables. Uh, one quarter um, would be like your skinless chicken, uh, lean meat or fish. And then uh, the other quarter would be your, your whole grains, like your brown rice or your, yeah, um, whole grain pastas, right? Gotcha. Getting, uh, creating my appetite higher right now. So um, we, we shall talk about that later on in terms of how I manage certain calories. I would love to share with that you and with the viewers. Um, thank you so much for showing us this. So we can see that uh, we need to eat at least two servings of vegetables. And if you're looking at the number of carbohydrates, GIs are very, very good because glycemic index are very, very low. So in terms of the choices of grains that we can look at, there are so many types of grains I want to share with you, uh, Sarah. Uh, quinoa, couscous, wild rice, red rice. Um, there's one very interesting um, thing that I did. It's called the bulgur rice. Um, it's very, very nice. It's actually a cracked wheat. Um, apparently, when you take half of a bowl of that, it seems like you are very full, like you have the, like a biryani, you know, or, or chicken rice or our local... Uh, delicacies of food that we talk about but i think it's a matter of the gi that we are talking about glycemic index is very very crucial to make sure that we don't abuse the system by going into the hyperglycemia or going on a diet and then we fall into the hypoglycemia so i think this chart actually shows us very great in terms of the proteins the vegetables and also the carbohydrates thank you sarah thank you for that yeah you know vance i, I was yeah. sorry i was like kind of um Laughing because I think there was a comment that it looks so depressing. Okay, <laughs> so maybe uh, we will. We will then maybe you can share with them what your diet looks like. Sure. So we have a uh, two opposite here, right? One is a coach, and one who eats everything and anything and saying the calories that are fine. But now we have Sarah, who also loves carbohydrates, but then she have to be very professional. Uh, she also trying to do a lot of things managing for herself also. So later we will discuss about that. Um, Sarah, is there any more slides or we have done with the slides? No, we are done. I'm done with my okay. slides. So we can um, stop sharing that and then we'll address uh, the viewers' questions and then we can also have some discussion here. All righty, Sarah. Can you catch me right now? Okay, so yes. thank you so much for the presentation uh, that Sarah was coming live from. Right now you are at home or where are you right now, Sarah? I came to hospital, Vance. Okay, so thank you so much for taking that effort and coming in. So that is Sarah Sinaram. She's the head nutrition and dietetic uh, di department from Mount Alvernia Hospital. Thank you, Sarah. Um, shall we go into a little bit of discussion before we take the questions? But um, I'm, I'm going to just share a little bit uh, that we have. Um, we have a particular questions by Deepam, one of our regular follower and a big fan of Kopi Advance. Uh, she said that is the keto diet effective for diabetics? And if so, how long do you actually do the keto diet for? Right. So I think um, if you have diabetes uh, and you want to follow the keto diet, you have to do a lot of uh, blood sugar monitoring. You need to inform your doctor that you're going to follow this diet because, um, you know, they might have to adjust your medication. Remember that keto is low carbohydrates and uh, the doctor has probably tailored your medication uh, to your carbohydrates in the diet, right? So uh, 
before and if you have any medical condition and you're going to go on a diet, please, you know, and if you're on medication, you need to tell your doctor. Because what happens, we have had cases where, you know, they, they don't tell the doctor and then they still continue with the same dosage of medication and then they go into hypo or hyper. Yep. Yeah, so um, very important, uh, you know, uh, if you have long-standing diabetes, which is not uh, has been not under control, then it is not advisable to do so, really. Okay, but, uh, you know, if you want to try, go ahead. But I would say that um, maybe you moderate the amount of carbs. You don't need to follow a very low-carbohydrate diet. Maybe a moderate quantity of carbohydrates, right? And uh, and remember when you do um, a plan, right, a food plan, it really should be something that you enjoy and you like and something that you can adopt for long term, right? So, you know, when, you, when you're only following a diet for a short-term event, that is called a fat diet. Okay. You know, and you want to stay away from fat diets as much as possible because really uh, it's not going to... It, it's not going to help you to adopt a healthy lifestyle. Thank you for that, Sarah, for answering Deepam's uh, question. Oh, that has answered you, Deepam. So we have Joanna here. So thank you, Joanna. She said that it's called a fathead crust made with almond flour and cheese. This is what we are talking about, Sarah, yeah? Yes, and that's my cousin. And she's the one who gave me the picture of the pizza, the keto pizza. Okay, so we shall hear from Joanna. How was that? particular pizza was, right? I mean, she enjoyed it, so she should share with all our viewers here. Thank you, Joanna, for that. Um, so we have already addressed uh, Kevin's uh, question here, I mean, in terms of calories. Uh, but I just want to share something here, um, Kevin, but I think it's very crucial that um, in my line of work, apart from Kopi events, um, as a coach, uh, there's always been requesting that I need to lose 5 kg, I need to lose 10 kg or 15 kg or 20 kg. But I think what is the most important is we need to understand that we have came along such a path that you have been gained 10 kg. And that's for a reason. Because there's something in the lifestyle that has not been changed. That is something that has not been monitored or shifted. So what I usually suggest is let's look back. So it's very important that one should do the HbA1c first to understand what is happening inside. Then we look outside. Unfortunately, I got to stress this word, a lot of people start exercising or start running to a dietitian or nutritionist or coach or even to a particular doctor in terms of cardiovascular or cardiologist or endocrinologist only when a symptom comes in. And I think that can be prevented if one takes responsibility of themselves. So a yearly checkup is important or six months checkup is important, three months, quarterly important, like doing the HbA1c. And I always stress all my clients, all my friends, that HbA1c is very crucial because if you do that, you definitely will know what has exactly happened in the past three months. And then we look at the report and say, okay, this is the path that we want to take on. Um, we want to do modifications in the lifestyle, both mentally and physically. Um, so, Sarah, what is the recommendation of doing this HbA1c for people who are just like without any symptoms? Is three months a kind of compulsory or you think it is up to the individual to come in? Because right now, people don't go voluntarily for that measurement. So, what is your take? Well, um, I think, Vance, as you mentioned, doing your regular health screening every year is very important. 
Right. And uh, yeah, so the HbA1c, I think uh, not many people would be familiar with that. Right. But if you do, then, you know, yeah, you can go and get that done. Um, but or else they could come and do the freestyle libre with us in the clinic. Right. So you can get your patch. Right. Um, I think it's so insightful because you get to know uh, how your body responds to food over 14 days. You know, what's your what's your fasting blood sugar like? Um, you know, uh, post meals, what are they like? You know, even when we are sick, uh, Vance, you know, that you may be surprised that there might be changes in our blood sugar levels, right? And uh, really, um, at least everyone should check their blood sugar levels once a year, really, at minimum. And uh, most, more often, if you think you have a family, if you have family history or you are overweight, you know, then uh, you you definitely would have to go for your regular checkups. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for that. Uh, as more questions are coming in, thank you so much. So we have uh, Joanna have already given an endorsement on the pizza. It's a great for pizza lovers on a low carb diet. So we definitely got to tie that. Uh, maybe <laughs> you know I love to explore the low carb diet, right? So Sarah, um, very important thing right now. The question is coming from me, right? Um, we often hear these word diet, diet, go on a diet. I'm going on a diet. I'm going to crash diet. I'm going to go this. Honestly speaking, um, this is based on my experiences, based on my view. I think the word diet should be changed to a balanced meal. But the reason why I'm saying that is because as a psychology student, which I'm still studying, I think it's very important when we use the word diet, somehow or other, I, I feel to be stressed. I'm not sure. But maybe is there something that we can talk about? Because when we say diet, people go on a very strict diet. Unless like what you do, Sarah, because you are a professional and working towards the nutrition of the patients and people who make sure they get the correct amount of nutrition and minerals and vitamins and iron, you know, they make sure they don't fall under deficiency. But what is the yes. two different things that we are looking at as a, as a dietitian as well and a diet for general public where they just jump into the horses and then start riding it without any ahead. What was the big difference? I think you're right, Vance, because the word diet um, has some negative connotations to it, right? So um, one of our, uh, you know, very good friends, uh, she put it very nicely. She said a diet is actually a healthy food plan, okay. right? So if you think of it as a healthy food plan, I think uh, it's, then it, it really encompasses everything about, you know, about the diet that in, as in the four food groups and, you know, uh, it's really a plan to help you to achieve your health goals, basically. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for that. And that's Sarah, the head nutrition from the dietic department from Mount Alvernia Hospital. So, Sarah, we have another question coming up. I think it's very interesting here. Yeah, we need to take this um, about supplements. How about supplements which are essential? Asked by Kalpana. Thank you, Kalpana, for that question. I think it's very, um, very top topic because every time you talk about supplements and Sarah. Right. So, um, I think uh, what the basic supplements you should be having is really very uh, individualized. Seriously, so you need to look at your diet and uh, where you are lacking in, right? So, um, I think. Uh, if you're having a well-balanced diet, you're eating very healthy foods, um, you're eating mainly at home, then you are less or at lower risk of being at prone to nutritional deficiencies, 
right? So you might want to take just like a basic multivitamin. Okay. Um, but if you know you're really, you feel that you're, you know, you're not getting a well-balanced diet and you're not getting enough, for example, you're only eating like red meats or things like that, you might be lacking in some omega-3, then you might want to consider uh, a bigger or wider range of uh, supplements. Uh, but then really, uh, uh, to get that answer, you should go and see like either your doctor or your dietitian, you know, and then tell them about your diet and they can give you a proper assessment, you know, what you're lacking in and then, you know, or what, what is okay. And then they can recommend, uh, you know, a, a supplement plan accordingly for you, tailor-made uh, to you. But personally, if you ask me, my favorite uh, supplements are omega-3, right? Because I get quite forgetful at times, so it helps me. Okay. Um, so it reduces inflammation in the body, right? Uh, it's good for your blood circulation. And so omega-3 is my favorite. Uh, it's good for your joints, your heart, you know. Um, and also probiotics, another one of my all-time favorites because I have like, you know, um, a lot of gastro issues. And uh, so that really helps me. And probiotics are so good for our gut health, immune system, you know, and even brain health. So there's a lot of research coming out to show that probiotics are beneficial uh, to an, our entire body system. So those two are my favorites, friends. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for uh, answering that question for Kalpana. Thank you, Kalpana, for that particular question. And I know there are a few more questions that's coming in, and a lot of people are saying thank you, uh, especially Ritika. Uh, we have Marisa. Great insight. Thank you. So I think you deserve a round of applause right now, Sarah. Shall I ask the viewers to do? Viewers, please give a round of applause to Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for that. Um, I mean, um, if you do have questions, viewers, please do keep on um, commenting it and we'll try to take it as, as we go by. Um, Sarah, now that's the particular question I want to ask you right now. Um, I, I like to do a lot of uh, drastic changes for myself, all right? When it comes to nutrition, when it comes to exercise, because that's a field that I'm in as, as the main core business that I do. And I think one of the very important things is when someone goes on a diet, say, I'm going to go on a diet for no sugar for the next 14 days or 15 days. Um, it is something like a drug. Our body, um, when we were young, uh, our parents was giving us porridges or even potatoes. I mean, these are the most soluble uh, items, right? I mean, in di digestion purposes, it's also easier for kids. And suddenly, after the age of 30 or 35, all right, and somebody, someone says, I want to go on a diet, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to eat that. And suddenly, the body adapts to it very drastically. And most of the time, I've noticed that they go under emotional and depression stage because they are avoiding whatever they love. So now this is the main point right now. I want to say that if you want to make some changes, I think you need to look at the lifestyle and habits. Not jump in because someone has lost 15 kgs or now because someone has a very nice aesthetic body, uh, like you know, like a role model. It's good to have a vision, have a have a have a dream. You know, I want to have a dream body. But if you're going to do something drastic and sudden changes for the body, the body will react. 
and it can come in any kind of form. And what will be one of the worst when someone goes on a diet? Is it a diabetic coma? Because I know if someone goes under a diabetic coma, it can be life-threatening. What else can happen when someone goes on a strict diet? Like when I'm talking about health. Yes, Ben. So, I mean, um, if you have diabetes and you go to, for uh, through an extreme diet, that might happen to you. But for mm-hmm. the majority of us who do not have diabetes, then, uh, you know, uh, what happens is you probably have a lot of food cravings, right? And, uh, of course, um, you know, you will definitely be mood. You, you have may suffer from mood swings, right? Low mood. Uh, because uh, as I mentioned earlier, our brain's preferred source of fuel is actually carbohydrates, right? And you're, you know, you're not giving your brain that preferred fuel source, and hence you will be prone to your, you know, your mood, low mood, and also a, a lot of the B vitamins make us feel good, right? Uh, yeah, and for our nerve health. So, um, nutritional deficiencies in general, when you go on a diet, right, will make you feel very lethargic, right? And in general, you know, sometimes we just don't want to, we not want to even get out of bed, right? So, uh, yeah, so that's a sign that something uh, has been, has not right with your diet and it probably has been a long time. So, you need to give, uh, pay more attention to your diet, right? And if you need help, Please seek professional help, right? Rather than going online to look uh, for answers, you know. Um, and sometimes, right, you know, just going online vents and if you want to look up a diet on diabetes, you know, it's, it's frightening. As a dietitian myself, right, when I go online and I see like extreme diets, they recommend some extreme things. And, you know, I feel sorry for people um, who have, you know, uh, may have tried them because uh, they probably end up with a lot of like, you know, side effects like maybe um, extreme hunger or, you know, uh, severe weight loss, you know, and then you put yourself at risk of malnutrition, right? And uh, when you have malnutrition, your immune status goes down, your immunity goes down. So then you're at risk of a lot of other complications, right? So really, um, you know, uh, the advice is, um, you know, try to go for a healthy meal plan, not so much a diet. Think about yourself, put yourself first. Instead of like looking for fat diets or celebrity endorse uh, supplements or meals, think about what you like, what you don't like, you know, how you can use the 80-20 rule, right? 80% eat better and then 20% your favorite foods. And think of about how you can apply that in your daily life, you know, um, because really we only have one life, Vance, right? Yeah, not like yeah. a head and nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we only have one life and, you know, uh, and as we get older, I think a lot of us, right, only we wait till we are in our 40s, then we start thinking about, oh, you know. Uh, how can I change my diet or, you know, and I start running. And But seriously, uh, as you mentioned, as you rightfully mentioned, we should be looking at it when we are much younger. So all the viewers out there, if you have children, uh, please, you know, try to um, talk to them about what a healthy lifestyle is. 
and not only talking about diet but also uh, your exercise vans i'm sure you can give the viewers out there some tips on exercise Right, how often they should be exercising and then should they be like, you know, you know, sometimes when we when we start exercising after a long time, we really like um, be over enthusiastic and we, we may overdo it. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, the, you end up with a lot of injuries or pain, you know. So, I'm, I'm not uh, sure if you have, uh, sorry, just to pause you, I'm not sure if you have seen the, the recent post of mine um, where climbing up the stairs and uh, targeting thousand calories, kilocalories. I thought that was amazing. Good Thank on you. you. Thank you. But like I said, <laughs> uh, there are more, do, okay. But see, the, the most of the time is we we tend to give excuses, or rather, I got to say that because of a commitment, right? We all work on an eight to five with family. We got to rush here, rush there. But the pandemic has actually taught us to be slow down, to slow down on your breaks. You know, you do have a break in your body system. That is things like what is happening right now, but. Uh, this is the time that we saw so many cyclists on the road. So many people are taking part in the exercises. If you go to the park, so many people. So, you see, when, when things happen, then we start to realize. So, we tend to look back what exactly has happened in the past five years or seven years versus what is going to happen in seven years in front. But I think the most important thing we have talked about here today is about understanding your health and the kind of food that we're going to eat. But we need to start exercising. We need to move the body. So if viewers have find that I don't have time, I can't go to a gym, you know, you can use it in your own um, facilities that you have, whether you're staying in an HDP or whether you're staying in a condo. You can just go for a walk, right? The health promotion board suggested that we should do 10,000 steps a day, which is not uh, a necessary, but it's a requirement. Because when you do a 10,000 steps, you are actually burning, or rather you're doing about one hour, 40 minutes of walk. Right, the duration of your time of duration, but the intensity depends on you. But if you are a person who are above 40, 45, or 50, I think it's always good that you always check with a doctor first to get a medical clearance before you start any kind of exercise. So these stairs are very great for cardiovascular, but it can also put some kind of pressure on your knee. So you make sure that when you start doing it, you have to take baby steps, speak to a sport professionals, go and check up with a doctor. Check out with like people like Sarah, who's a dietitian, can look into the kind of food which is um, professional at Mount Alvernia Hospital. So I think these are all very crucial that we need to understand before you know we can even jump into the exercises. But Sarah, I'm going to um, show you something um, which is contained probably about wow, I reckon is about thousand eight hundred calories. Can you see this? So that was the a carrot cake and a chicken rice, our local food, of course, um, that was in my tummy earlier morning, which is about almost 1,300 calories. <laughs> Why are you I looking so shocked? You, <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to judge you on that. Okay, okay. I, I mean, that, that's what a lot of people ask me. Hey, you as a coach, show me eating. I say, why? Coach doesn't have tummy and intestine and digestive system? No. So you see, the, the, the impact that what I'm trying to make is you can eat whatever you like, but make sure you've been balanced and you pay your dues, which means if you had that much of food, make sure that you don't overcompensate, all right, in the next couple of days or even for the week. So we need to understand what we're actually really looking at. And that, that's what I keep on saying. You need to understand. You need to understand. But um, unfortunately, we only tend to exercise or when we tend to move into an exercise program, or take food seriously when we start seeing the numbers goes up. But I think it is fair that you also need to look into it. 
All right, we go have another two more questions before we're going to end the show. Um, we got Rita here. Um, do you need a combination of pre and probiotics for optimal efficiency in your healthy diet? Right. So uh, just to like share more with the viewers. So the probiotics are actually the good bacteria, right? And the prebiotics are uh, is the food for the good bacteria. So definitely, yes, you need both the, the prebiotics, which is the food for the good bacteria, and you need the bacteria itself. So, um, but many of our fruits and vegetables contain the prebiotics, right? And even our whole grains contain prebiotics. So those are natural sources of prebiotics. So that is why we still have to fall back to, you know, uh, having your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains. I know even though it sounds like the old age saying, right, Vance, uh, yeah. or nothing new, you know, but the reasons are because there are so many, um, you know, uh, besides having the vitamins and minerals, it's those beneficial uh, products in our, uh, you know, our everyday fruits, vegetables and whole grains that contribute to optimal health bands. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Rita, for the question. I hope that has been answered. Um, so, um, before we end the show, uh, Sarah, we, we talked about the patch thing that one actually puts on the hand and then monitor for 14 days. I mean, I'm sure from offline, you can also monitor them. Is that something like something like that? Where you, I can be in, in the West area, you can be in your office and you can monitor my progress? Is that something like that? Yes, that's right. If you, if you um, are one of our clients, right, uh, we would be able to see your data uh, when even when I'm on, in the office or, you know, you can transmit your data to me and I'll be able to advise you, right? So it's very, uh, it's quite a cool, um, a neat kind of a device. And I even have like one of my very good friends, uh, her dad who lives in Bali, right? So he sends me his results, you know, just to uh, give some advice and uh, just to motivate him time to time. So he'll send me his uh, blood sugar results from that for that uh, Freestyle Libre sensor. So it's, it's really fascinating how technology can actually help us, uh, you know, maintain better health. And, uh, you know, just the other thing we were talking about, um, uh, moods and, you know, we're talking about people who are motivated here, Vance, who will be able to change their diet and go for exercise. But what if you're not motivated, right? What if you feel sad all the time? You know, uh, I think then you need a little bit more help, right? So you need to see like either a clinical psychologist um, and, you know, the best thing to do is really to go to your GP and then tell them how you feel. They would have a list of, uh, you know, resources or resource persons for you to contact. So, uh, you know, sometimes we blame ourselves that, like, you know, why can't I just go out for that walk? Or why can't I get out of the house? Why can't I be happier? So really, you know, it could be like some psychological uh, problem might be affecting you and you definitely need professional help. And there's no shame to ask for help. I totally agree with you on that. And I think that's very crucial as well. A lot of us, um, I mean, it's because of the judgment and the comments that someone will give. Hey, I'm, if I'm, if it's my example, if Vance is a psychologist, hey, Vance must be mad. 
oh, Vans got some problem. You know, it, I think that kind of stigma should be put aside or trash it out in the bin. And what works for you and what is beneficial for you, I think that's very important. So if help is needed, it's never shown as a weakness. In fact, it's shown your strength that you're overcoming the obstacle to gather it and you want to obtain it. I think that we need to give our fullest support for that. Definitely, Vance. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for spending almost one hour and five minutes with Kopi with Vance. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having Mount Alvernia on your show, Vance. Thank you so much. Uh, before we sign off, before we sign off, Sarah, is there any um, a tip of an iceberg of our advice that you want to give or something that Sarah always follow that you want to share it to someone? You know? Well, for myself, right? I eat whatever I like then. <laughs> okay, okay. So, right. yes. So, but of course, definitely, uh, I practice portion control. Definitely, I'm so big on, uh, you know, portion sizes and then for sticking to the portion sizes. So, mm -hmm. I can eat uh, whatever I like, but then not too much. Not too much of everything. Okay. So, everything needs to be balanced. Everything needed to be in moderation. We got to talk about the habit. We got to talk about the lifestyle, and so yes. many things. And variety, life. right? Variety, variety is the key to life, right? Thank you, Sarah, so much for that. And I've, I think you have done a very well because we got so many great comments that keep on coming in for Sarah. So Sarah. thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thanks, Vince. Thank you, Sarah. We will still keep in touch and um, I appreciate your time and Mount Elliott for supporting Kopi Events for this segment and um, making our viewers understand um, what kind of the new patches that you talked about and the food and what exactly you do and what is the beneficial for our viewers. Thank you so much for that. And I will sign you off now. We will catch up soon. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. All right, so that's Sarah, um, who spent almost about one hour and seven minutes, and now it's almost 10. Um, I really appreciate her because for going back, or rather she was there, I'm not sure how was the schedule like, but to staying back till 10 p.m. to share this, I really think Mount Elvania and Sarah as a head nutritionist and um, dietic department and actually look at that. Thank you so much. And um, like I said, in the in Kopi events, I think it's very important that you know there's never a... a a size of a t-shirt that fits everyone never never right it has variations it has varieties we have different likings and we got different opinions we also have different ways of comments and judgment we can never make everyone happy like i said in my recent post if you're following me in my insta and facebook is if you want to make everybody happy we got to sell ice cream because everybody loves sugar right there are some might not love but i think everybody loves that um, you got to do what beneficial you, manage your loved one. If majority of the people come in and support you, I think that is important. But you just got to go move forward. I think when we talk about food, I got to stress this as a coach. And, and again, 21 years of humble experiences. I think the word diet has become so stressful, especially someone who goes for a, a party or holiday, not during this pandemic, but before that. Even this pandemic, also people start putting on weight and they tend to get very stressed up. And what exactly has happened is then they jump into a, a kind of a serious diet and then where all the problems will start coming in. So I think it's very important that, like what Sarah has mentioned, we got to do it gradually. We need to do it very tactfully. And of course, if help is needed, Mount Alvernia, 
Sarah and her teams are there. You can always look for them and they will be the great person to work out our plans. And I said, our body is a most valuable and, and priceless thing that we have. We have for ourselves because this is the only place that we live in. So you want to give the best of everything to it, right? Even when you talk about food, when you talk about rest, when you talk about water, you know, anything, you know, you want to talk about that. I think it's very, very crucial so that it will be kind to you. If you don't be kind to your body, your body will tend to give you all kinds of problems in the next 10 years or 20 years. So never abuse it, all right? Um, even in my poses that I talk about high-calorie diets or even when I post uh, pictures like biryani and bratas and calories, and there's, there's a purpose of it because I want to make the word diet not exist anymore. I mean, uh, as long for my clients or, or people that I know because you need to enjoy food. But at the same time, you don't want to put yourself into emotional stress and mental stress as well. Because losing the amount of weight is crucial, but you got to look inside first before you start looking outside. Not just, I want a six-pack, I want a good aesthetic body, but if your inside is not functioning at where it should be, then we are heading to a disaster. Of course, like I talked about it, di diabetes is there, atherosclerosis is there, so many other things are coming in. Even our, our MP has mentioned that, Diabetes is rising up. So we need to take actions. We need to start exercising. We need to start our body and start the engine. All right. Having said that, this is your Vance from Copy Advance. We will catch up again in our next show, which is coming every Wednesday at 9 p.m. I'll catch you up with another exciting program that's coming your way for now. Is signing off from Vance. <laughs>